1: One of the things I've realized is that there's so many chemicals in laundry detergent and the soaps out there. So I either make it myself, it's actually pretty easy, or I use my green fills. If you go to ChantelRayWay.com soap, I'll give you my free recipe for laundry soap. Or if you just feel like buying one that's really clean and not filled with tons of chemicals, you can get it there. ChantelRayWay.com soap. Hey guys, I'm on my way home from being on national TV talking about intermittent fasting and I'm answering the question, does intermittent fasting help you lose weight? Maybe you guys have tried intermittent fasting and lost some weight, but now you might just be stuck in a rut where you're not losing as much as you want. Well, I've interviewed over a thousand thin eaters and I've learned that intermittent fasting is just one of the tools they use, but there's so many more. There's nine other principles that they use to stay thin. To get out of your rut, click here to watch this free video. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And today we are with Dr. Caitlin. Caitlin you'll have to pronounce your last name for me. <laughs> Sizowski. Suzowski. Okay, perfect. And she has a website called The Dental Detox. And today our topic is going to be how heavy metal, silver fillings, and root canal can damage your health. So
0: welcome today. Tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm a functional medicine doctor and I've been working in the functional world now for over eight years, but it was five years ago where I started diving into the mouth and I just couldn't believe how uh, how much our mouth and the dental procedures we've had done can not only hinder our results with everything that we're trying to do, whether it's weight loss or balanced hormones or better sleep or more energy, but it can really cause long-term damage, whether it's heart attacks, whether it's autoimmune conditions and even cancers. So, I've just been in this rabbit hole for the last four years of researching how the mouth can truly affect the whole rest of the body. So it's been fun. So let's talk about um, how it can how it can
1: damage your thyroid because I can personally speak on this. I just just so you know, I had two root canals. And I got them removed completely. I got them completely extracted. And I actually don't, they're in a place where I don't really need to get them done. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need Mm -hmm. to get a replacement in that spot. And so, and I also had all my silver fillings, all my mercury fillings completely taken out. And so I am, my thyroid is now miraculously, you know, doing a hundred times better. So let's talk about the science about this. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm living proof that my thyroid, you know, you can look at my thyroid numbers of what they were before I got this done. And after they, my numbers are absolutely amazing. So how is this possible for people who are like skeptics or like, that doesn't make sense. How does that work?
0: Yeah, so there's a bunch of things. The fact that you had silver fillings, let's start there for a second, because the mercury in the fillings that get released has an affinity for your thyroid. And so what happens is when mercury starts to build up and bind to your thyroid, your thyroid actually doesn't know whether or not it's making enough or too much thyroid hormones. So our thyroid can either go hyper or hypo, depending on how our body's responding. to I had that. Hypo. Yeah. And that one's way more common. So that means your thyroid was just not producing enough thyroid hormone. It it didn't understand that it needed to make more. And part of that is the silver, the mercury from those fillings can bind to those receptor sites. And it just, it goes, oh, there's already something there. I don't need to make any more hormone. Well, that's not the case because unfortunately many women, many women um, end up with hypothyroidism. Now, the the flip side, the root canal component, root canals, I had a dentist explain it to me this way once. A root canal tooth is essentially a taxidermied body part. So we're trying to save a dead organ. And when we try and save a dead organ, some of the procedures used doesn't fix the problem. So more times than not, teeth die because of infections. And when the infection um, is still there, even in the root canal too. So root canals, they just pull out the, the blood supply, the nerve supply, and they fill it with this like putty kind of stuff so that it doesn't start to break down on the inside. The problem is there's no way that they're able to completely disinfect the tooth because All of our teeth have these little tubules that go from the outside, so our enamel, all the way in. And that's how we get um, nutrients from our saliva so that everything um, can live, like our tooth can continue to live. When we pull out the blood supply, all we're doing is we're removing the tooth's ability to fight infection. So the infection is still in those little tubules. But now we don't have a means of getting the antibodies or getting our white blood cells to the inside of that too. So it continues to be mm. festering infections.
1: I love, I think I remember reading on your website, It it's something about an analogy of kind of like a cat, where if you picture a cat and it's laying outside of a mouse hole and the, you know, the cat wants to get into the mouse hole, but, you know, and the, the, the it can't like the cat, the cat can't get in the mouse to eat it because it's too big to fit inside the mouse hole. And so you're saying basically the cat, which is your immune system. And then the mouse hole is like that tooth tube hole. It can't get in there to, is that
0: right? Am I repeating that right? Oh no, you're hundred percent right. And the mouse is the infection. So absolutely. And ultimately what we end up having is a continual infection, so constant inflammation, that just continues to break us down. And then that infection drains into our uh, lymphatic systems in our jaw, which then drains into our neck, which then goes everywhere. So That's how infections in our mouth can wreak havoc at any part of our body. And it's so frustrating, so frustrating. But I'm so happy that you got your teeth, like your two root canal teeth removed and you saw massive improvement right away. That's amazing. Yeah. Like the only health issue that
1: I still have a little bit of is psoriasis. Mm -hmm. And so I still have a little bit of psoriasis here. And I don't know if that has anything, I'm trying to think the only thing that I've did get my wisdom teeth pulled, but I that I just got pulled, but I think I've taken care of all my silver fillings. I've gotten my root canals. I, explain what a cavitation is. Cause I don't know that I totally understand. I know that it's something about an infected bone in your jaw, but I don't mm-hmm. understand cavitations as well as I do heavy metal, silver fillings and root canals.
0: Yeah. Cavitations aren't something that are typically talked about regularly, but what ends up happening is when a tooth is removed, especially a wisdom tooth or any of our adult teeth, there's a ligament that goes around the tooth that holds it. It like anchors it into our jaw. And when we pull a tooth, especially wisdom teeth, because they're usually impacted um, they're that just means they're not erupted. So we don't see them in our mouth. When we pull it, if that ligament is left in your body doesn't actually know that there's no longer a tooth there. So what happens is it doesn't actually refill in with bone. And what it does refill in with is it refills in with like bacteria. Cause our mouth is full of bacteria. We have our own oral microbiome and just like our gut biome, when we end up removing oxygen. So if, uh, a bacteria that's supposed to be in our mouth with free oxygen because we talk and breathe and all those things, if it gets stuck in that site where the wisdom tooth was, it gets closed over. So the gums get closed over. Now this bacteria has to live in an environment that has no oxygen. So it has to go from aerobic to anaerobic. And it's just like botulism. Like that's probably the easiest way for people to understand it is they get botulism when it's in the presence of air, no problem. But when botulism gets stuck in canning, it starts to replicate and then it kills us if we, if we eat it. The same thing happens in our jaw, not saying that it kills us, but what happens is those bacteria morph and they start to replicate and bacteria and parasites, like there's parasites and there's fungi and Lyme disease hides in there. It replicates and those make toxins And so those toxins sit in that bone and it just literally causes it to necrot. So it breaks down further and further and further. And just like that root canal tooth, that infection has access to the lymphatic system in our jaw. And once it's in our lymphatics and our blood supply, it can go anywhere. So, you know, my cavitation story is um, I ended up having really, really bad cavitations. They thought that They were going to end up breaking my jaw accidentally from trying to take out all the necrotic tissue thankfully they didn't Uh, but that infection was the main reason why i was having so many hormone imbalances i just Mm -hmm. could not balance my hormones regardless of what i did you know eating right taking herbs um no matter what i did it just wasn't happening and as soon as i addressed that infection that was hiding in my bone i had no symptoms it can, well, I don't want to say immediately like your symptoms, um, but things finally started balancing. So that's, you did a great job of uh, using the analogy of the cat and the mouse to explain, you know, how um, infections, when we don't have proper blood supply to the area, when we don't have proper immune system function to the area, the infections just get worse. And that's unfortunately what happens with wisdom teeth removal.
1: So okay, so let's let's just talk about someone so someone like me who maybe they've because you know with silver fillings and with root like those things are easy, right? So it's kind of like, okay, do I have a root canal? Let me remove that. Let me get rid of my silver fillings, right? Mm-hmm. With cavitation, what what is the process for that? So if I wanted to go, what would I do? I would call you. And I would say, okay, how, how do you know if I have a cavitation problem? What, what would you help me figure out? Yeah,
0: so the big thing about cavitations is they're finding that 88% of all wisdom teeth result in a cavitation. So if you've had four wisdom teeth removed, the likelihood of having one cavitation is pretty high. The likelihood of having all four is even high. I had all four. Um, But the only way to really know is by getting a special x-ray. So the x-ray is a cone beam and it's a 3D image of your jaw, of your face and jaw. Mm -hmm. And why the 3D image is important is because they can go in and slice it. So it's just like a CAT scan that you would get done um, on any other part of your body. And they can go in and start to slice it. Um, little by little to really see, okay, what's happening? Is there any uh, deformities in the bone? Is there any lucencies or opaque, or, like dark spots? And that way they can see, okay, do you have a cavitation? Cause you can actually even have a cavitation under a root canal tooth, like a cyst can form um, under a tooth that has been treated with a root canal. And so the seat comb beam, is really what you'd want to use and unfortunately most dentists don't have it but I'll happily give you guys the website that you can go on and find a dentist that is typically a little more trained in not just you know understanding why removing silver fillings is important because there's still a lot of dentists out there that think oh they're fine no big deal uh, but they also know to look for those hidden infections in your mouth. So the website is um, iaomt.org or iabdm.org. Um, so those are the two websites that are, have more holistically trained dentists, which are typically, like I said, more cutting edge and have at least the understanding of where to send you to go get a cone beam done. And then and I think I think most endodontics have that, right? Um Cause I, I,
1: cause I, when I went to go get my because I'm wondering, I think I've already gotten that done. Cause I think when when I went to go get my root uh my root canals removed, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they did a cone beam x-ray when I went to go to that person.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and that's great because that means that more and more dentists are um, utilizing this special technology to really see what is going on and how can they best assist or help the individual in front of them because they understand typically that it's not just a problem in the mouth, that that problem could be affecting them systemically elsewhere. So that's amazing. Um, the other thing is with those cone beams, making sure that the dentist or the endodontist knows how to properly read them because they have to have certain computer system. And I don't have the computer system, um, but it's a certain computer system. It's a program that allows them to go through and actually break it down. So there's a lot of times when cavitations and infections are missed just because the individual looking at the cone beam doesn't really know what they're looking for. So typically sending it to either um, a dental specialist who is trained in how to read them or sending it off to a radiologist, which is what um, I did. So I had mine sent off to a radiologist to make sure that I completely understood what was happening so I could make the best decision for my health. Because, you know, when you don't really know what's going on, you can't really make a good decision long term Hey
1: guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10 minute strategy call just to see if coaching is gonna really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done, people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again, and Get the video course. Go to chantalrayway.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a great product that you absolutely cannot live without and it's called DigestAid. When you're stressed, you might not be able to produce as much stomach acid. And if you're eating a little more right now and you're stressed, you need help to digest your food. My Digest Aid that I created has enzymes that are capable of doing just that. It has both betaine HCL, not just HCL, but an enzyme pepsin that helps your body digest your food, which is really unique. And right now, all of our products are 30% off. Go to ChantelRayWay.com, click on store and get yours for 30% off. Just use the promo code podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing a ton of cooking lately. And I've been having so many new recipes. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipes to get the best kale dressing recipe you'll ever have. The dairy-free artichoke dip that you will love for completely free. I also wanna give you my entire free smoothie book that has the best smoothies. One of the things that can help you lose weight is just to replace one of your meals with an amazing smoothie. So if you're eating two meals, just make one of them a smoothie. You can get my free amazing recipe book at ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipe. And our protein shakes are amazing as well. And right now they're 30% off. Go to ChantelRayWay.com, click on store and use podcast for the 30% off your protein shake. Mm-hmm.
0: So what, um, so when they- uh, So when can they you did-
1: read those? Like like if I said, if I you know went to my doctor and said, okay, I remember you guys did a cone beam, you know, x-ray of my mm-hmm. whole mouth. Can you send me those? Is that something you can read and say, yes, Chantel, you do have a cavitation problem or would you be referring that to
0: a dentist? So what I would do is I would actually send it off to a radiologist. So a specific, um, there's a specific center, it's uh, beam readers that they go through and they actually read it. And what I would do if somebody were coming through me would put on there, okay, these are the areas that you need to look at because they've had these teeth removed or they had um, three root canals and these are the root canals on these teeth. And so making sure that they understand what could potentially be going on so that they could make the best analysis off of your cone beam. So it definitely would not be me um, doing it, but when they send the results back, then um, understanding how to... Talk with the individual and be like, okay, look, this is what they see happening. This is what's going on. And this is how it could potentially be affecting the rest of your body. That's really where I excel at. So I'm not a dentist by no means. Um, but looking at how the mouth directly links and affects to the rest of the body is really my passion. That's really where I, I love to spend time reading and researching.
1: Awesome. So let's talk about your food for just a second and how people can help their health. Let's say they've done all these things, they've removed this stuff. And just talk about, you know, how fasting can help in learning what foods to eat and what to kind of avoid can help them just feel better.
0: Oh, 100%. And I know you are amazing at talking about intermittent fasting. So I'm super excited that we're going down this road. But food is massive. It is literally our fuel. And if we're fueling our body improperly, it would be like you putting you know diesel in your gasoline car. It's eventually going to break down. It's not going to work. And the same thing happens with the food that we're using. So whenever we eat anything, especially sugar, of any sort, that includes grains, that includes um, fruit even, Um, what happens is that changes the pH of our mouth. So it makes our mouth more acidic for a, a period of time. And the more times that we eat throughout the day, the more we're making our mouth acidic, which then means the more we're breaking down our teeth, the more we're increasing inflammation in our mouth, the more we're creating an environment for parasites and pathogens to thrive and what most people don't understand is the average American eats anywhere between 17 and 23 times a day and they're like what no I don't I only eat four times no you don't if you drink your tea throughout the day every time you have a sip of your tea or every time you have a sip of your coffee if it takes you three hours to drink your coffee every time you drink it you're literally causing your body to have to start to digest it, even if it's a handful of almonds or one of the little clementines. And so every time that we're causing our body to have to digest, absorb those nutrients, we're taking energy away from other functions, whether it's healing, whether it's balancing hormones, whether it's creating energy or clear thinking. And so that's where making the right food choices is super important. So making sure that we're not constantly eating high sugary foods, whether it's the breads, the pastas, the cereals, um, you know, even the the gluten-free stuff, people are like, oh, I'm gluten-free. I'm like, well, that's not necessarily a health food either, but, you know, we just got to be mindful of it. And then throwing in the intermittent fasting, because that's what really gives our mouth, our body, a break from digesting. So I love that you talk about intermittent fasting so much, because I truly think that that's one of the key things that, as a society, we've lost, over the years because food is so accessible. It's just Mm -hmm. so easy to constantly put in her mouth. So what is it about intermittent fasting that you love so much?
1: Um, well, what I love so much is that one, it helped me lose over 30 pounds. And so that's a huge one for me. But again, like you said, I feel like all my health issues have been resolved except for my psoriasis. I still have not, my thyroid is doing great. My, you know, just other health issues that I had is doing great. My only issue, I'm still having a little bit of problems with psoriasis. And I think, there's a couple of foods. I, one of the things I don't like to give up is dairy. And so I don't have any gluten. I don't have, you know, there's a lot of things I've taken out completely, but there's a few things that I just kind of like to sneak in there. And I think my body just doesn't respond well to it. So, and that's just kind of a little bit of a power struggle I have with, I'm like, Oh, but I love that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and have it.
0: Yeah, that um, I do see dairy along with gluten and soy to be usually the heavy hitters for most people that cause a lot of problems. And one thing with dairy um, is dairy is very, it causes a lot of mucus, it causes a lot of stagnation. And so what ends up happening is lymphatics get stuck and um, they don't drain properly. And so that was actually a big issue for me, with those cavitations, even after getting them resolved, I didn't think to deal with my lymphatic system. And I ended up having a backup. And I ended up having like these white patchy spots on my chest that wouldn't go away. And everyone's like, oh, that's just yeast. That I'm like, no, it's not yeast. I don't have, no, that's not it. There's something else. Um, so a lot of times, if we can drain our lymph system, that can help with... Um, clearing, especially skin conditions. So Mm -hmm. that could be something you might want to try and your listeners try is dry brushing or, um, you know, doing rebound kind of stuff, because the only way our lymphatics move is if we're moving. So if we're stationary all day, our our lymph just backs up. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I do try to like walking is so good. Exercising is so good. And getting in the infrared sauna is so good for me too.
0: Infrared's amazing. Such a great healing tool.
1: So let's talk about what kind of, what is your daily routine look like? So for you, what kind of foods are you eating? Give us an example of what a typical day looks like for you.
0: So typical day for me is I wake up, I brush my teeth with um, a prebiotic toothpaste because I want to support the microbiome in my mouth and then I typically don't eat on the days that I'm at work so typically Tuesdays Wednesdays Thursdays I typically don't eat for 24 hours so I'm usually doing a 24-hour fast on those days just because I'm back to back to back to back with clients mm-hmm. um makes it easy. A, makes it oh, easy makes oh so easy so easy because then I don't have to worry about you know scheduling in a lunch and running late and it's it's just easier that way and then for dinner I will have some type of protein usually um, like it's grass-fed beef or free-range chicken or free-range eggs um, wild-caught salmon something along those lines with a ton of green veggies so people always uh, laugh at me when they ask me what my favorite vegetable is but it truly is kale like I love kale um, so whether it's a kale salad or sauteed or thrown in like a stew kind of thing uh, but tons and tons of vegetables with lots of fats so either coconut oil or um, avocado are usually my go-to fats for cooking um, on occasion I'll do butter but not super regular were you going to say something?
1: Yeah, I was just going to tell you that I have an amazing kale salad dressing recipe mm. that is to die for. And everyone who's had it loves it. So I'll add that to today's show notes.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Mm. So ooh, now I'm thinking about a kale salad. Um And then the other days of the week, I won't go 24 hours. So I practice what we call diet variation. So I'm not always intermittent fasting, you know, 20 hours, 24 hours. Sometimes I'm doing a feast day where I don't fast. I wake up in the morning and I have a good breakfast with like sweet potatoes, eggs, um, bacon, whatever. And then I'll have lunch and it's usually a salad with like a poached egg or something like that on top. And then I'll have my dinner which is my proteins and that kind of stuff I do eat fruit on those days so I don't deprive myself of and only do low carb and I don't do that but um the days really do depend but the big thing much like you is I don't do any kind of gluten of any sort I very very rarely do grains and that's usually if it's in something else when I'm at somebody's house um but it's usually vegetables and protein. That's, that's typically what I eat on a daily basis. And on occasion, I'll even have um, a coffee with some either organic heavy cream or coconut cream, those kinds of things. Awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, this has been amazing. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you.
0: Yeah, so they can find, if they want more information on the mouth, they can go to thedentaldetox.com where we talk about everything from proper silver filling or removal to the detox component afterwards to finding those hidden infections in your mouth. Um, And we're even working on, I'm working on putting on more blogs about proper toothpaste and proper dental floss and all those kinds of things that nobody really talks about. And then you can also find me on uh, Facebook. It's Dr. Caitlin Sazowski. I have a public figure page where I typically do videos a few times a week and throw up posts and recipes and things like that there.
1: Awesome. Well, I do have one more question. I, I need to ask you before we go. Yes. So it's funny cause I have a good friend of mine and she was like, you know, she was debating whether she should get a root canal or not get one. Like she had to do something. And so she came to me and I said, absolutely not. Do not get the root canal. Do not do it. And then afterwards she started having all these thyroid problems. And I said, I told you not to do it. And so her concern was, she was like, yeah, but if I get my tooth pulled, then I have to get it extracted, then I have a hole in that spot, then I have to wait six to nine months, it's way more expensive, you know, and you know, she just talked, her friends were like, it's fine, you know, so anyway, she listened to them, and afterwards she came to me, and she was like, I knew I shouldn't have listened to you, so let give someone, because obviously I didn't do a good job of convincing her, right, <laughs> so let's pretend that you were the person, and they came to you, and they said, listen. I went to the doctor. My tooth is hurting. My doctor is telling me I have to get a root canal. Go.
0: <laughs> okay. First thing I would say is get a second opinion because you might not need a root canal. There might be some other things that they can do. So now, like what? Um, depending on what's happening. So sometimes it's the inflammation that's causing the pain. So if they can get the inflammation down, the pain will go away and then they, you might still need a filling or a cavity filled but it's not to the extent of needing a root canal, like having your tooth actually taxidermied. So that would be the first thing. If they go back to um, like a holistic dentist and they're like, no, this tooth is dead. Um, there's no blood flow to it anymore. It needs to either be root canaled or pulled. There'd be two conversations. I personally will never get a root canal because I know long-term what it's gonna cost me health-wise. Now, yes, a root canal is less expensive than having it pulled and getting an implant, but when you look at long-term, what it could potentially cost you with either the hormone imbalances, autoimmune conditions, cancer, it's not going to cost you even close to that Mm -hmm. getting an implant done. The other option is, depending on where the tooth is, you might, like you, not need to replace it. So there's really, you have to weigh the pros and cons. Now, the other option is if you're like, okay, my kid's getting married. I can't be toothless in these pictures, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe you get the root canal done. Um, it's for a short period of time, knowing full well that you are going to pull that tooth um, and then get it taken care of long-term because that reinfection is the part that's really damaging to your health. And as long as that root canal's in your mouth, you're, you're breaking down your health. There's no other way to explain it. Mm -hmm. And so those are really- Isn't that funny that she
1: got, I'm pretty sure she got the exact same tooth pulled that I needed to get to. And then now now she's on Synthroid. I'm like, go listen to my episode (laughs) on why you should not be taking Synthroid. You should be moving to a natural desiccated. But she's finally coming around and starting to listen. But sometimes people just have to learn it from
0: themselves. They do. And everybody's on their own journey. And- Sometimes, and don't get me wrong, nobody wants to have a toothless smile by any Mm -hmm. means, myself included, but you have to really look at long term, what is is keeping that tooth going to do to you? Is it going to deprive you of energy? Is it going to make your health, you know, deteriorate to a point where you're no longer enjoying it? Are you what is going to happen? Because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to get an implant. You might be able to get a partial bridge or a bridge. You know, there's some other options there depending on the tooth, but it's ultimately what's best for you. But really the, the thing that I can tell people is long-term getting the root canal is not likely to save you money in what you're going to spend in trying to recapture your health if you start to lose it. So mm. that's usually the part that they're not told. They're just looking at like the immediate, like, okay, what's out of pocket right now?
1: Yeah, that's great. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And you guys stay tuned. We have another episode coming up in just a bit. Bye-bye for now.